It is Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Apologies for the show this week. Uh, obviously got stuck in Talladega because of the rain delay, so I wasn't able to put a show out yesterday. Uh, so today's show is just basically going to be what I was going to do yesterday, and we will kind of recap the racing for the weekend and talk about a lot of different stuff, uh, Indiana Midget Week, World of Outlaws, Lucas, all kinds of stuff. So let's jump right in. On Friday, when I signed off from the show, Kyle Larson had won all three Indiana Midget Week programs and was the favorite for every race through the weekend. You Midgets were back at Lincoln Park Speedway for a second night on Friday, and it was again Larson setting the pace from the start. He was quick time in qualifying and won his heat race. He started from the sixth position in the feature with Buddy Kofoid and Chris Windham on the front row. Through the 30-lap feature, however, Larson was never able to get all the way to the front. He was involved in an incident with Tyler Courtney, battled hard with Tanner Thorson, and Buddy Kofoid also later in the race. Kofoid and Windham traded sliders and the lead multiple times, but in the end, it was Windham driving away from the field to break Kyle Larson's streak. Even though Larson didn't win, though, it was a fourth straight midget week win for Chad Boat and Tucker Boat Motorsports. A late issue for Tanner Thorson gave Larson a second place run with Buddy Kofoid third, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. fourth, and Tanner Carrick in fifth. Larson left Lincoln Park with a 28-point lead over Thorson in the midget week points. Brady Bacon won the night's sprint car feature over Dave Darlin. Over to Saturday, Indiana Midget Week moved to Lawrenceburg Speedway for round five. At the start of the feature, it was Tyler Courtney on the pole with Buddy Kofoid to his outside. Larson started from the third position. Kofoid led the early going, but on a restart at lap six, Thomas, Thomas Meserol got a good start and cleared Kofoid. Larson was uh, able to make quick work of Kofoid and went to work running down Timez for the lead. Meserol was able to stay out front, but a caution with four laps left gave Larson the chance he needed. Uh, on the restart, his slider and turns one and two stuck, and he cleared Timez for the lead. Meserol was then uh, quickly under attack from Kofoid, which let Larson drive away to his fourth win of the week. The win also tied, uh, tied Kyle Larson with Brian Clawson for the most midget week wins ever at nine. Kofoid finished second, Timez third, Chris Windham was fourth, and Tyler Courtney fifth. Tanner Thorson had issues in his heat race and then was scratched from the remainder of the night. That allowed Larson to stretch the weak points lead to 57 with Buddy Kofoid moving into second. A lot of engine issues for Tanner Thorson through the those uh, uh, Friday and Saturday night races and actually for Sunday he ended up switching engines which I'll talk about here shortly uh, Chris Windham won uh, the Saturday night feature uh, sprint car race over Kevin Thomas Jr. Sunday was the midweek finale at Kokomo Speedway with a quick time in qualifying and a second place finish in his heat race Kyle Larson locked up the Indiana midweek title before the night's feature even rolled off no shock there at the start of the main event Rico Abreu was on the pole with Chris Windham to his outside neither would lead early though as Tyler Courtney powered up from his four starting spot to take the lead Sunshine was strong up front but on a restart at lap 19. He got up on two wheels into turn one after hitting a bump and ended up flipping pretty dang wildly. Uh, he was okay, but a rough end to midget week for Courtney. That gave the lead to Chris Windham on the restart. Windham held the lead until a restart with three to go gave Tanner Thorson the opportunity he needed. He slowly picked his way up from seventh and made a strong move on the bottom to take the top spot. He then held off both Tucker Boat cars at the line to go to victory lane with a borrowed engine. Uh, he was using SR11 engines and for the final night was on a TRD piece. Uh, so uh, solid move there for uh, Tanner Thorson ends up in a win. Larson was second, Wyndham third, Clint Bowles fourth, and Kyle Cummins was fifth. Chris Wyndham went back-to-back -back also in sprint car features. He won the night's race over Brady Bacon. It was an awesome week of racing all the way around. Uh, definitely hope you got a chance to tune into some of it. Great week for Tucker Boat Motorsports. They won five of the six nights and were second and third on the final night. Kyle Larson dominated the week. Just continues to show how amazingly talented he is. Uh, I'm not sure about what Larson's upcoming schedule looks like. The Jackson Nationals for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series is this weekend. Um, there's also some all-star stuff going on as well. So I'm not sure uh, where we might see Larson again uh, as we get some updates this week. I will certainly keep you posted as we know about that. Uh, quick shout out to Spencer. 
Spencer Basin. After winning Saturday night's NARC King of the West 410 show out at Keller Auto Speedway in California, he jumped in a car, drove six hours to Las Vegas, where he then boarded a 6 a.m. flight to Indy uh, so he could then jump in the Reinbold 19AZ and run Sunday's finale at Kokomo. He did end up finishing the night in 13th, but uh, big move there for Spencer Basin to go from one end of the country effectively to the other to jump in a car here uh, not, not too long after winning a race in California, so pretty cool. Uh, jumping over to the World of Outlaws, the Sprint Car Series took on Tri-State Speedway in Hobstadt, Indiana on Friday and Saturday. On night one, it was Carson Short who started on the pole of the feature. Short uh, only has a handful of starts over the previous couple of seasons. His best finish back to 2018 is a sixth-place run at Nashville uh, last season, 2019. He last raced with the Outlaws at Lake Ozark a few weeks ago, where he finished fifth in the B-Main on night one and 18th in the feature on night two. He led the early going with second starting Sheldon Hoddenshield hot on his uh, heels. Very scary moment early in the show, though. Jeff Swindell goes for a wild ride, actually ends up out of the ballpark in between turn one and two. He was thankfully okay. It took him a little while to kind of get the car uh, back to a point where they could get it back to the hauler and, and get it, uh, you know, get it tore down for them to be able to uh, make some hay for the remaining weekend. But um, really scary thing. Uh, you know, I definitely think we need to work on some of these racetracks with fencing and things like that. Uh, Tri-State, obviously, a fantastic racetrack, um, but we just can't have cars leaving these racetracks anymore. It's it, there's there's too many bad things that can happen when that does. So uh, we'd like to see some more changes there. But thankfully, Jeff Swindell okay. After the restart, the race race went green until five to go. Carson Short was good out front and worked lap traffic really well. Um, he made, he and Sammy Swindell actually made contact on the backstretch. Sammy uh, spun around, which caused that late yellow. On the restart, Short tried to get away, but Sheldon stayed right with him. Coming to do two to go, uh, Hoddenshield threw a slider at Short in three and four, but Short was able to cross him back over and maintain the lead. Hoddenshield never got close again to make a move, and Short drove away to earn his first ever World of Outlaws win. Sheldon Hoddenshield was second, David Gravel third, Carson Macedo fourth, and Brad Sweet was fifth. Donnie Schatz finished 11th and Logan Schuhart back in 18th. So Sweet able to make a little gain on his fellow competitors in the points. Over to Saturday, it was Carson Macedo and Jacob Allen starting the feature from the front row. Macedo took command early and wasn't challenged until the lead group started working lap traffic. Once in traffic, it became a three-car battle between Macedo, Allen, and Brad Sweet. As the trio battled through those lap cars, Sweet moved past Allen in the second and then was able to clear Macedo for the lead on lap 29. A caution for a spinning Justin Peck closed the field back up, but under that yellow, Allen actually ended up in the work area for a flat right rear tire that ended up taking him out of the battle. On the restart, Macedo was strong on the top and took the lead back from Sweet to lead lap 30. He was able to pull away and coming to two to go, his lead was nearly a second. But Sweet closed after the white flag and was right with the Kyle Larson racing number two in turns three and four coming to the checkered. Macedo slipped up a little bit off the bottom and that allowed Sweet to pull alongside coming to the checkered flag. Macedo had just enough to beat the points leader back to the line to win by 64 thousandths of a second. Ian Madsen was third, Darren Pittman was fourth, and Logan Schuhart fifth. Donnie Schatz, again, uncharacteristic, finished back in 16th. Following the weekend, Sweet has extended his points lead now to shots uh, over shots to 66. Shuhart another six points behind shots. Uh, I tweeted out over the weekend, over the last five race and, uh, races, Carson Macedo has quietly been the hottest driver on the series. He's got a seventh place finish, three fourths, and now a win. Sheldon Hoddenshield also been very good lately. He's finished in the top seven in seven of the last eight races, including three second-place runs. There was some great racing at Hobstadt over the two nights. Also cool to see a first-time winner. What about those sprint cars are back this weekend for three nights at the Jackson Motorplex for the Agco Jackson Nationals. What about those late model series has been off for a few weeks, and they were back this weekend at Volunteer Speedway in Tennessee for two shows. On Friday night, it was Scott Bloomquist and Kyle Strickler who started on the front row. At the start, though, Brandon Overton muscled up from his four-starting spot to lead the opening lap. 
lap. Overton didn't lead long, though, as Kyle Strickler was strong on the top and took back the lead on lap six. The high side Tickler was out front until lap 27, but it was clear something wasn't right with his left front, and on a restart, he slipped up in turns three and four and actually caught the wall. Uh, the announcers, uh, you, you couldn't quite tell if it was a flat left front tire, if there was something wrong with the suspension. You, you know, he was good enough out front there while the cars were under green. Uh, but definitely had some trouble there. Uh, that let Overton by for the lead, but his time out front was again short-lived as he broke and was forced to the infield. That handed the lead over to Dennis Herb Jr., who was quickly under fire from seventh starting Brandon Shepard. Shepard took the lead on lap 34 and led the rest of the way to his fourth win of the season. Herb finished second with Cade Dillard third, Ashen Winger fourth, and Scott Bloomquist in fifth. Over to Saturday night, Daryl Lanigan started from the pole position, but it was Zach Mitchell's night. He grabbed the lead at the start and held off veterans Dale McDowell and Lanigan over the 50-lap feature to earn his first ever World of Outlaws race win. Uh, cool to see two uh, first-time World of Outlaws winners this weekend. McDowell was second, Lanigan third, Scott Bloomquist fourth, and Brandon Overton was fifth. With an eighth-place finish on the night, Brandon Shepard has still yet to finish outside the top 10 in any World of Outlaws race in 2020. Since he finished 23rd at Cedar Lake Speedway in August of 2019, Shepard has finished in the top 10 in 27 of 28 races, and his other finish is 11th. Shepard's lead in the standings is now 104 points over Ricky Weiss. Daryl Lanigan is third, Chris Madden fourth, and Chase Youngins is fifth. The World of Outlaws Late Models are back this weekend for the Firecracker at Lernerville Speedway. We talked Friday about Bobby Pierce's clash at the MAG opening night win with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Uh, the Lucas Late Models were back Friday for the second of two prelim nights, setting up Saturday's 15,000 to win finale. Jimmy Owens, who'd finished second the night before, started from the pole and was strong early in the going, jumping out to a very sizable lead. Josh Richards wasn't going to let him have it easily, though. Richards fought his way up from his fifth starting position to challenge Owens and later took the lead on lap 19. The two drivers swapped lanes the next lap, and Owens used the bottom to drive back by the iRacing 14 and pull away. Owens drove away over the final five laps to win night two at Magnolia Motor Speedway. Josh Richards was second, Tyler Erb third, Frank Hickenass Jr. fourth, and Michael Page was fifth. For Saturday's program, the top 18 in points from the first two nights were guaranteed into the feature. The remaining drivers were placed into B mains. With his finishes the first two nights, Jimmy Owens led the field to the green with Tyler Erb to his outside. Owens was again very good and was out front until lap 15. As he caught the rear of the field, Tyler Erb and Shane Clanton were able to run him down, and Erb took the lead on lap 16. Clanton stayed right with Erb as they moved past Owens and Clanton ducked underneath Herb two laps later to grab the top spot. A caution at lap 21 put the leaders back in clean air, and Owens was able to roll the top to retake the lead from Clanton on lap 22. Owens led the remainder of the 100-lap feature en route to his second win of the weekend and the $15,000 check. Shane Clanton finished second, Josh Richards third, Bobby Pierce fourth, and Tyler Herb was fifth. Leaving the weekend, Owens extended his points lead to 160 over Tim McCready. Jonathan Davenport and Tyler, uh, Tyler Herb were actually tied for the third spot. Devin Moran is back in fifth. The Luke Soul Light Model Dirt Series is back in action this Friday and Saturday night at 411 Motor Speedway and the Talladega Short Track. Other weekend open wheel winners include Tim Schaefer at Attica, Blake Carrick in 360 action at Ocean Speedway, Cole Duncan at Fremont, Jamie Ball and Aaron Reitzel won the sprint car features at Knoxville, Freddie Raymer won at Lincoln, Anthony Macri at Port Royal. If you'd like to see a full list of weekend open wheel winners, you can find that at tjslideways.com. Other weekend late model winners include Tyler Carpenter at Oakshade, Steve Casebolt at Atomic, Jeff Ryan at Sealands Grove, and Wyatt Scott at Bradford. For a full list of late model winners, check out the schedule section at dirtonder.com. 
Tom. Rodney Sanders and Zach Vanderbeek won the weekend's USMTS modified shows. That's the show for today. Hope everybody has a good Tuesday. We will certainly be back tomorrow with much more. Uh, the World of Outlaws Late Models iRacing uh, uh, Championship kicked off this week as well, so we will certainly talk about that tomorrow as well and get you ready for another busy dirt racing weekend. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review. You can also watch the show on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com, and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker, and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. Don't forget to sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter. That's the show for today. We will see everybody tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. We'll be right back.